Cockiness can be hot, I think, because I think confidence and cockiness are the prerequisites to success. Uh, you hear that, what's that term all the time? Fake it till you make it. Yes. I think if you feel like you are him or her, and you are confident in your abilities to be him or her, then eventually, and you're obsessed with becoming him or her, then eventually you will be uh, him or her. Welcome back to the number one podcast in the world. I'm your host, Chase Damore. And Gabrielle Moses. And today, 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 we are going to be talking about a lot of really interesting things. Some big things that are coming up and very got, soon. And I got some really, really big news that might involve, you know, my title contention. This little shiny thing that's sitting right next to us. This beautiful, bright, uh, my championship heavyweight belt because, you know, I'm the greatest uh, heavyweight in influencer boxing. What, are you finally going to get your first win? Listen, if anybody wants to try and take this belt from me, you guys come and try me, all right? Like, you can, guys uh-huh. can join Stevie Knight. You guys can join Tempo. You guys can join all the people that we beat up um, to come take this from me. And it'll be covered mm-hmm. in blood because I'm not giving it away. Oh, it's going to be covered in blood. That's, that's very nice. Okay. So most recently, we had Misfits 11. Yes. Uh, very small card. It was not a good card. But to be fair, to be fair. In their defense, they did what they did with what they had. That's true. You know, yeah. coming off the prime card, we fought October 14th. It was the mm-hmm. Super Bowl of influencer boxing. Uh, it's difficult to follow that up. can be very problematic. Yeah, it went from very big, like, what, 1.3 million pay-per-view sales Something to 250 ticket sales. In-person ticket sales. It's a little bit In-person, different. In-person, yeah. And I, I don't really blame Mrs. for that because it's like, you know, like how many times of a year can you put on an event and sell it out? You know, this is The Mr. fact that they did so many, too. 11. 11 this years. year? They didn't do 11 this year. Between this year and last year. Last two years, they put on 11. So, like, five or six per year. That's a lot. Which is, like, every other month, basically. Yeah. Which is a lot of fights to put on. It's a Mm -hmm. lot of people you got to get to contract negotiations, et cetera, et cetera. That's a big production. But enough with all the boring stuff. The main thing is, like, I was very impressed with the main event. I didn't think that, you know, B. Dave Jarvis was going to be as entertaining as it was. Mm -hmm. And it was absolutely uh, a a slugfest. Yeah. I think B. Dave really showed that he had a chin. Um, I think he showed a lot of heart in that. I think that he... He, he put on uh, quite the performance for, for the amount of time that he had to get ready for um, Jarvis. I think Jarvis, uh, for example, put up, um, he's like, I can box. Yeah, it was a good fight. I mean, I don't even know that crazy much about boxing. I just know what I know from watching you train yeah. and whatnot. So actually I do. I know a decent amount. But um, I didn't know who was going to win. Like whenever they were gonna say who won, what who won three to it was three to one Jarvis, right? Something like that. But that's not even the main thing. The main thing I was gonna talk about is how about arms versus Minovic? <laughs> that was oh he my needed God. to be carried out on a stretcher. That was so embarrassing. Imagine that was so embarrassing. These are the same guys, the same guys that are fighting guys that are talking trash to me on Twitter, this and that. None of these guys in the heavyweight division can fight. And I didn't realize how high of a level of fight that me and Temple Arts had until I watched these guys. At least the fight that me and Temple Arts put on was a proper heavyweight slugfest. Whether I beat the crap out of Temple um, and was robbed or not was because watching Minicon and Arms fight. That was terrible. They were falling over in the fight. They were taking time to like breathe and whatnot. Yeah. I think... Moving forward, they need to perform a fitness test on some of their heavyweight people to make sure that they literally don't get themselves hurt. Yeah, I think they need to do something because that was actually embarrassing. And like, you know, here's the thing is Minicon told him in the press conference. First of all, Minicon, don't ever speak my name again. 
Don't ever speak. Literally name. putting your name in all the Instagram promotions. You guys know who the heavyweight champ is. You guys know who the toughest guy in heavyweight division is, and it's me by far. By far. And there was a poll put out there in a five-round fight nobody's beating me. I don't even think some of these pro fighters. He did that so much for attention, though, too. And 100%. what he did to you while we were in the U.K.? The last time? 100%. Smacking yeah, he, Bamba? Yeah, you hit somebody on my team, and it was like a whole thing. He had to come to the locker room before I went out to my fight and put on an apology so he could be allowed in the venue. And it was just like a whole thing. And I asked Paul, I was like, buddy, I, it's not my place. It's not my business. If you want me to kick him out, I'll kick him out. If you want him here, I'll keep him here. I don't want to be involved. I got a fight to focus on. But regardless of all that crap, this guy spoke my name in a diss track, and... and these diss tracks are lame. Like, guys, I hate to put it out there. If you guys are writing diss tracks to put on Spotify, if you guys rapping, trying to diss somebody, like, that crap is so corny. Keep it on SoundCloud. That crap is so lame. Like, nobody's sitting there listening to, like, yo, did you hear Swarms drop the hardest diss track on this person? And this isn't even the first diss track I've been. I've probably been in every influencer boxer's oh, diss track. And I've said it time in and time out again that I think that that crap is so corny, so lame. You guys aren't putting out content. All you guys are trying to do is use Misfits boxing platform to perpetuate your entire rapping career. And I think that that is so lame. Like nobody's ever, no producer's gonna pick up the phone and be like, yo, can you get me on the phone with Minicon? Cause he dropped the hardest EP I've ever heard dissing some other influencer boxer. Let me tell you guys how to promote a fight. Promoting a fight is having high sales, high controversy, a highly talked about fight. And only one out of the two people is popular. I talk about me and Temple Arts. Temple Arts in that platform. I yeah, carried that fight on my back and we had the most talked about fight. Yeah, you did. That was a good fight. The most talked outside of KSI and, and Logan Paul's fight. We had the most talked about fight. Yeah. Shout out Dean the Great. He put on a great show. I would mm -hmm. say he's up there too. But you know, we were a prelim. Nobody's talking about any other prelim fight but ours. Yeah. Talk about that. That is called carrying the promo fight. That's called getting people. I think hyped. too, they need to start putting it in writing, like how much promo these fighters are doing. Because you did so much more than Tempo did. And then even in the arms and Minicon, I feel like Minicon did a lot more than arms did. Yeah. And so it's just like, that's not one fair. Right. I'm arguing with the coach more than I'm arguing with, with Tempo. And Tempo's not a kid. <laughs> Gary Olive. Gary freaking <laughs> Olive, man. Jesus. You named uh, your fish after. Yeah, my fish is not named Gary. Yeah, that's funny. Only you. That's Only fine. You. Um, you know, I feed Gary every day. He's a nice fish. Mm -hmm. RP to Kyle. Oh, my gosh. Moment of silence for him. Yeah, so, like, basically, for those of you guys that don't know, uh, this past week or so, two weeks, Misfits 11 was put on. There was a heavyweight mm -hmm. fight for the heavyweight contender to fight for the belt. Uh, in that fight, Minicon had mentioned him in the press conference that he was going to send Swarms out on a stretcher again because this is now their rematch. And in the first fight, they were not uh, conditioned or cardioed enough to finish the fight. At the end of the fight, Swarms, uh, or not Swarms, Arms fought Minicon and won uh, in a controversial decision. I think he dropped him in the first round and then proceeded to get beat up the rest of the fight. You know, one of these guys could box. They look like Frankenstein out there. It was so slow-mo. Throwing punches. It was slow-mo. Right. Uh, at the end of the fight, Arms passed out or something, and they had to bring the medical team in there and escort him out. Uh, later, the following days, the PBA, the Pro Boxing Association out in England, uh, who has like a lot of controversy and is milking a lot of the social media um, influencer fights for attention, hence why it's been over a month now. And um, they even took their time on, on my decision. Mm -hmm. um, put out a statement saying that Swamps has been suspended from boxing. 
until further notice for medical Imagine. reasons. Imagine. Well, the problem Imagine. with them stating that is them stating that and not providing full clarity on it, uh, it leaves room for controversy. People thinking that swarms could be on some sort of PED, performance-enhancing drugs, steroids, etc. It was because you were so out of shape. He, well, yeah, it's Imagine. just like all that muscle. And like, here's the thing about boxing. Anybody knows the thing about boxing is if you ever fight, have the fight between a skinny or a fat guy versus a really buff guy, I always fight the buff guy. Because you're yeah, going to get something gonna... really tough for like oxygen. 30 seconds. And then you realize those yeah. muscles are heavy. They you require a lot of oxygen. They require a lot of oxygen. Once somebody's tired, let me tell you, fatigue will turn the toughest men into the biggest cowards. I've Yeah, I've seen yeah. you get a little bit in your own head whenever you get tired, too. I've never been a coward. Don't ever no, say no, no, that no, out no, there. No, no, no. I'm Hold saying on. tired. I've, I've seen you get tired. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, you be careful with those <laughs> no, words. Because, like, let me that. tell you, like, if, if there's anybody that's not scared of anybody, it's oh, definitely no, 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 no. I'm, I'm just saying, nobody. like, whenever you're doing your sprints and stuff and then going straight into sparring, like, you could see the difference, like, whenever you have more muscle on versus, like, whenever you're dropping your weight through losing your muscle. Like, it's so, so crazy how tired you can get so much faster. And, like, the lower weights, too – like lightweights, like in the 135 pound versus watching you fight, so different. It's like watching a completely different sport almost. Yeah, they throw a lot more in the lighter weights. You gotta so have more combos. More. It's not as powerful as shots. But that's not even what I'm talking about. You know, like I just wanna stick on the topic of uh, ours was suspended from Misfits Boxing. It was said publicly on a Twitter space that, um, you know, previously I did get a phone call. I was told about my next fight. Uh, we go again here uh, January 20th. Uh, you know, against HS Tiki Taki. Mm -hmm. uh, HS Tiki Taki is a very popular live streamer. But before we dive into that, uh, I, on a Twitter space, I did hear Mams Taylor mention that because ARMS is now suspended, that they might want to have the rematch between Temple Arts and I um, a lot sooner. I know mm -hmm. a lot of people are excited for that fight, ready for the redemption fight. But I'm going to tell everybody right now, it's not going to be much of a fight. It's going to be a massacre. You think I beat that kid up bad the first time? The I'm excited time, to see part two. The second time is going to be none of the rah-rah, none of the friendship No Stevie crap. Knight, though, this time. You got to stop punching. I'm, like, I'm going to put a statement on this kid, and then I might run over to yeah. the judges and tell the judges, like, you robbed me now. Like, oh my gosh! Can't Bring rob the belt with you. You know, and uh, you know, I'm gonna have them present me the belt. Like, there's no uh -huh. more of this. Oh, he's the American fighter, so we're gonna rob him again. Like, mm -hmm. none of that. Like, I'm gonna dismantle this kid limb from limb. What are you gonna do different training for this fight? Well, the training was fine the first time. I think the the, the main thing with this one is, um, you know. Uh, he said he landed X amount of body shots, which he didn't. He completely lied about. Um, but, you know, I think the biggest thing with this one is instead of, you know, just throwing the one-twos and beating his face in, we're going to beat his face in again. And uh, this time we're going to beat up the rib cage, beat up the kidneys. I want this guy. Break his nose of, again? Yeah, break his nose again. Instead of leaking out of the nose and the mouth and all over me, I want him when he goes home that night and he goes to piss in the toilet, I want that to come out red too. And the, oh, that's I want lovely. It, I want it to be a, uh, a very known thing that, uh, you know, you don't step in the ring with the greatest of all time and, and walk away. Um, you know, I don't, I wouldn't even say he really walked away because he was pretty messed oh up. Oh my gosh, there's blood everywhere. Uh, I walked away with another pretty face and, uh, you know, that's mm -hmm. what I based my, my life and my career off of. But um, regardless, uh, I, in a public Twitter space, Mams Taylor, uh, mm -hmm. who is the co-CEO of Misfits Boxing, I mentioned he might want to push that card up a little bit sooner. Um, seeing how I was in Minicon, has not won a fight in over a year. Mm -hmm. I don't even remember the last time he won a fight. He's now fought for the championship twice and lost both of them. And arms uh, has now been suspended from boxing yeah, so until really... further notice. So, you know, I think the arms and me fight will happen eventually. But in the meantime, mm -hmm. I got to go beat up Tempo again. Mm -hmm. And uh, I feel like that's the fight that needs to happen. Yeah, it'll happen in Brazil. Uh, it'll be a sold out arena again. 
And I think that, you know, as far as HS Tiki Taki goes, he's been trending recently. I think he's died out a little bit, but he's a live streamer on Twitch. Mm -hmm. uh, he's got a lot of controversy. Very, I'm a very unlikable guy, but like pretend very unlikable. This guy's like actually unlikable. Actually unlikable. The things he says. Open, open sexual jokes. Uh, making, using inappropriate lingo online. He talks religion. He talks politics. This guy literally goes out of his way for clicks and views on on the kick streaming platform. That's the type of person Ross. that's scary to like. With his boy Aiden Ross, and like I'm sitting here thinking, like Aiden, like you know the fight's coming. I'm sure he's told you about the fight. Aiden mm -hmm. is not a stupid kid. Uh, he started his kick platform, and here's the thing, Aiden. Like I'm gonna beat up your boy on kick. People are gonna see him get. His, his you're going to take his kick brand uh, deal. And listen, listen, <laughs> after I'm done, Aiden, if you're feeling ballsy, you go ahead and make a bet with me. Like, I'll make a bet with you. Like, uh, I'll stream for free on Twitch, on kick, X amount of hours, however many you want to choose. You're going to get my audience and my platform, and I'll do it completely for free. And if your boy beats me, which he won't, then uh, that, that'll be the case. And then if I beat up your boy, which, which I will, 100%, beat the crap out of him. In fact, not only just beat him, I'm going to knock him out. Uh, I want the kick deal. I want the same kick deal as either he has or Fousey has. I know you're paying out a couple of M's. I don't even need a couple of M's. You could pay me. It's more of like just the principle. We'll talk about the finer details. But send Chase the details. Send, send me the details. We'll talk email. about it. But I want some sort of agreement saying like if I beat up your boy, Aiden Ross, who you are backing, who the entire kick community is backing uh, to beat me. Then uh, you know it's only right that you now. I want a kick hoodie. I want um, I want either equity in the company or I want uh, I want the, the streaming deal. Okay, we might just want to start with one thing you want first. Then I'm just build. saying I'm going to give you a couple options here. I'm going to give you a couple options okay. here because I'm not confident that a kid who has never boxed before is going to step in the ring and try to uh, bring his little platform over and and beat the the greatest heavyweight of all time is obscene. And after I'm done beating up HS Tiki Taki. We're going to go ahead and go beat up Tempo again in Brazil. And then next summer, uh, Roman Fury, the ugliest guy oh on the internet. Oh, my gosh. That would be a good fight, too, though. The ugliest guy on the internet. A pro fighter who's trying to, to dip into the influencer boxing scene and, and collect a purse because he thinks that Tommy Fury is, is a good boxer. I'm going to beat the hell out of him, too. I'm going to beat the hell out of him next summer. Uh, so hope, there's a list going. There's a list. Chase there's an ongoing list. list. And I hope, I hope that Tommy Fury and Tyson Fury are there ringside because after I'm done beating up their brother Roman and they come collect his bald uh chin off the floor i'm gonna tell tyson if tyson's feeling uh fluffy and uh flurry, what about john john fury don't even talk to me john fury john fury you know better john fury knows better than to make he's any bets so with me loud. that guy thinks he's the gypsy king i'm the gypsy king how about that you know how about that i'm the new gypsy king and uh you know after i'm done beating up all your sons if you want to come in there and get beat up too then i'll beat up the entire fury family because like i think that none of them can box uh couldn't box eggs essentially you know what i'll be there to film it and I'll the fact that the, the fact that roman fury feels like he can speak my name this guy just saw his brother lose a fight which he was robbed uh, has roman even fought roman is a pro fighter he's like two or three and oh in pro fighting and, and guess what like you know who i spar against every day in sparring real pro fighters with winning records this guy beat up a couple bums who have losing records in the heavyweight division worse than arms and minicon put together mm -hmm. and uh thinks he can box and uh, we watched his most recent boxing match uh, he's terrible. And, uh, you know, I'm going to go go beat him up next summer. So it's going to be the end of the Fury This name. is a good list you got going. Yeah, so uh, basically we're going to beat up HS Tiki Taki. Uh-huh. Uh, Aiden Ross, come collect your boy's chin off the floor. We're going to start a collection of chins, right? I want them all molded. So we're going to take <laughs> HS, because I'm the real light-skinned uh, social media influencer, mm -hmm. uh, TV personality. Um, then we're going to go beat up Tempo. 
Um, I'm going to collect my green version of this belt as well. It's so beautiful and bezeled out. And then we're going to go beat up Roman Fury. Uh, and I'm going to send him back to the Mr. Clean aisle so he can uh, go shine that bald head of his. Dude looks like Golem from Lord of the Rings. Uh, speaking my name Jeez. and then uh, you know by the end of the year we're gonna we're gonna go see Logan Paul and then uh, you know I like Logan Paul sweet sweetheart of a guy really nice guy but uh, he's gonna have to get it too at the end of the year oh my goodness I'm gonna be excited to watch all of these oh yeah you'll be there and, I, and I'm gonna have like a collection of chins mm -hmm. and uh, you know when I go four and oh over the next year then we're gonna start talking the bigger fights. Maybe I'll I'll uh, give up influencer boxing and maybe I'll go pro and then beat up some of the pros. And then you know, in this line of work, I didn't know that Tyson Fury did mention that he wants an exhibition match on Misfits, and like I'm gonna be the one to give it he to him. He didn't say that. None of these heavyweights have ever fought a heavyweight champ. You know who has fought a heavyweight champ? You're gonna fight Tyson Fury. I've already fought a heavyweight champ, and Alan Belcher. Oh yeah, I've you already did. fought one. You we did. went the distance with Alan Belcher. I thought I, you were gonna say Gerald. I can beat up Gerald too. I can beat them all up. <laughs> I can beat them all up. Deontay, Gerald, uh -huh. uh, Tyson, anybody can get it. Anybody can get it, all right, That's at this fair. point. Uh, Tyson Deontay, Fury. is he a duck? Deontay's a duck. Deontay's a big, De Deontay is You're gonna have duck. someone knocking on your door. Look, he can knock too, and I'm gonna knock, knock back. You know, uh, oh yeah, Daffy Duck. You know, all these all these boxers that think that they can beat us up because we have uh, social media platforms. Like, listen, buddy. Like, the difference is, is you grew up because you had to fight. Who we had to fight. We got a platform, and we want to fight now because mm -hmm. in our blood. I think we're a little bit more dangerous in the scene, to be honest with you. And mm -hmm. uh, all these people that you know want to step up to the plate, Tyson specifically. Uh, if he ever wants that at the end of the year instead of Logan, uh, I'll go. Gladly uh, humble the gypsy mm -hmm. queen himself. So that's fair. I feel like you have some other fun stuff coming up too. Yeah, I got a lot of stuff going. We got. I'm going to New York this week, and I experience mm -hmm. some holidays and uh, see Santa. See some Santa Claus. I got a photo shoot with uh, my lovely championship belt here. I'm going to be on Santa's lap, like, hey, uh, you're one and only Bay, yeah. right there. Bay. You're going to sleep with that thing, too. Oh, yeah, I sleep with this thing. And, uh, you Crazy. know, after after that, I'm uh, going to check out Puerto Rico. going to go buy a house in Puerto Rico. I know Jake Paul is out there with the BS. With maybe he'll be his neighbor. Yeah, maybe. We're going to be looking at the same, uh, uh, same golf area. golf uh, golf course in Dorado there. Yeah. So uh, we'll be over I'm in excited Dorado. for the themed little restaurants and stuff yeah, in New York. Yeah, for New York. And We're going to have a podcast episode after that. We'll see how yeah, that Yeah, we'll talk about how that, how that goes. Uh, uh, and then we circle back. We'll be back over in the L.A. area for a bit and... Uh, you know, for a couple days. Then you days. say goodbye, United States. And I'm out of the United States again. I'm over in Australia. It's Crazy. summertime over there. I can't wait to be back in the hot sun, even though I live in LA, and get a nice little tan. I'm feeling kind of kind of pale. We might be the same color right about now. We, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. we might be. Yeah, so we we get out to Australia for Christmas, and then I'm back in Seattle for New Year's for yeah. the NHL Super Holiday Bowl. season. And then smashed out. Yeah, and then we come back, and then we're here yeah. just training. First couple weeks of January, and then mm -hmm. we take off over to to London. Yeah, for the fight. For the fight, That'd we fight crazy. and we beat up HS. So, it's mm -hmm. a, and then right after that, we're headed off to Mexico, right back football. into the football season. You don't sit still. Yeah, so it's uh, it's very busy. And then <laughs> you go. Do, 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 do. We might be filming another show right after that. So, uh, you know, we stay as busy as possible. So, you know, these podcasts are coveted. They're 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 blessed up. What would you do if you didn't do social media, like legitimately, because of how busy your life is? Have you ever thought about that? If I didn't do social media? Yeah. If you didn't do football, if you didn't like Well, then box. I wouldn't do anything. <laughs> if you take away what I am, then I would do anything. I just can't imagine you work, like sitting down at an office job. So you're working at State Farm, like, hey, uh, have you heard about our discount double check? I'm like, no. 
No. Never, I'm never going to be Chase from Target or Kevin from Walmart. You would argue with people on the phone. Oh, my God. Like, Just hey, trust me. Hear me out. Listen, Let me tell you. This I don't, is better. I don't care if you were here last Black Friday. I sold you that TV. There's no returns. All right, little bro? <laughs> no, exactly. I feel like you'd get fired so fast. From yeah, no. Job. I feel like if I, if it wasn't everything I did, I, I, it's, a, it's an all or nothing for me. Like, you know, my yeah. dad used to tell me all the time, you never be one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. I never want to be one-dimensional. But it's enough about me. Let's talk about what you got coming up. Um, more YouTube videos. I stream every single night on Twitch. Some yeah, how's people, streaming going? Let's talk to you about that. Yeah, a bit. so last night I had a lot of Brazilians, some famous Counter Strike player raided my stream. CSGO? Yeah, I was playing CSGO. I wasn't even playing CSGO yet, but then some really famous dude from Brazil raided me. No idea who he was. I was like, what is going on? I had like 600 people in the Twitch stream, which is a lot. And so I was like, what is this? And so I looked him up. Yeah, he's like a CSGO player, like number six in the world. I was like, what? This is so random. But yeah, I Twitch stream every single night. I'm still doing YouTube videos. Um, I need to find a hobby. Well, why don't other you, than like, annoying dive you. More into like your, yeah. Okay, why don't you dive in? Yeah, how about your next hobby be like a public speaking class? <laughs> Let's not roast Gab now. (laughs) Let's dive into your Twitch stream. When did you start Twitch? Why do you want to do Twitch? I started a year ago, and it was just for something to do because I thought it'd be fun. It's like a really good way to talk to people, like back and forth, because you have the live chat going. With YouTube, yes, you make a connection with someone, but with Twitch, it's live. You're literally talking back and forth, like you're FaceTiming a friend, you know? And so I started doing that just to kind of like build a little bit better of a connection with my followers, which I don't even talk about the fact that I do Twitch that that often. I just kind of like do it more for fun. And I have a very dedicated like little group on my Twitch page. It's fun. I like it. I feel like I know them and I'm friends with them in real life. So it's a little nerdy thing to do, but I like it a lot. And then I'm still doing. Okay. You said the same thing over and over again in a different sentence for the last 10. Why don't you talk about what is it that you do on your Twitch stream, and what are people watching, Gab? Well, I play Counter-Strike, which I'm actually pretty good. I'm not bad at it. I'm not bad at all. I play Call of Duty a okay. little bit. So, I've watched your Twitch stream. Uh-huh. You are, sometimes you're looking at houses, you're talking about houses. Sometimes you're playing World of Warcraft, you're doing that. Yeah. Sometimes you're playing Call of Duty, and you're mm-hmm. on team death matches and switching my loadouts. Why don't you talk a little bit about what it is that you're actually doing on each one of these things? Okay, so I'm literally just chatting with people. And I like to play the video games and whatnot, but sometimes it's more fun to just like, you know, make a connection and just do just chatting. So sometimes I'll even do cooking streams, which those are so much fun. I'll literally be making dinner and streaming for like three or four hours and just chatting with people while I'm cooking dinner or if I don't want to just be cooking and I still want to yeah, be just chatting. Uh, didn't a Twitch streamer recently just almost burn down all of her stuff doing that? Yeah, there was a Twitch streamer who almost did that. Not me. She was um, apparently drinking and cooking a pizza or cooking something. And there was like a grease fire or something. And she almost burnt down her house doing that. Do you remember so what her name was? I don't remember what her name is. She had brown hair, though. I do remember that. Okay. So. I have no idea what her name was. But yeah, she got under fire for that, no pun intended, um, for drinking and Twitch streaming because she was like belligerently drunk. And so that was not good. But I'm, I'm not to that point whenever I'm Twitch streaming or anything. But sometimes whenever I'm doing the just chatting too, I'll look at like Zillow houses or do some Reddit reactions, which is a lot of fun to do too. Because the Reddit, you never really know what's going to pop up on Reddit some very interesting stories just never read it yourself like never look yourself oh it was actually my friend it was your friend yeah 
Kelly Karen, the streamer known as KJ Caron, online was recently doing a cooking live stream with her fans, and suddenly things went totally wrong. Social media star was left terrified when the pan that she used uh, cooking a piece of steak suddenly burst into flames and the oil it overheated. Unsure of what to do, uh, the Miami-based star frantically tried to move the pan into her sink, and she only made the fire grow bigger. She begged her followers for help and rushed around the kitchen looking for a way to put it out. I don't know what to do, guys. I don't know what to do. She said, a recording of the moment... Uh, well, she reposted on Twitter quickly went viral, gaining more and more attention with 2 million viewers in a matter of days. According to Allstate, even a small amount of water drop in a pan filled with burning oil will sink to the bottom and become superheated and erupt. The company recommended turning off the heat source, using metal lid to cover up the pan, and using a fire extinguisher to put it out. That's actually funny because I actually watched KJ a lot. I met her at TwitchCon a couple of years ago. We're actually uh -huh. really good friends. We follow each other on Twitch. I hop into her stream occasionally. She actually wants me to come on there and do shows like speed dating. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. She's actually, she used to be a hot tub streamer back when hot tub streaming was like a big thing. Gosh. I don't know where that, where that came from, but yeah, that's actually funny. She does like kiss or slaps and stuff on her mm -hmm. social media platform. I don't know. Anyway, she's one of those Twitch streamers, mm -hmm. but uh, I don't yeah. really do that type of stuff. I'm more like wholesome. Yeah, Twitch wholesome uh, drinking all my freaking, yeah, you're going to burn down my kitchen. Uh, huh? No, I won't. First of all, I know how to put off, you know, a grease fire. You smother it. You don't put water on it. Duh. I was taught that when I was in fourth grade starting to cook. But yeah, I also play Call of Duty, which my KD ratio is higher than yours. Uh, yeah, you're, what's that girl, Nadia, who plays Call of Duty? Yeah, Nadia. I'm friends with her. Doesn't she cheat? No, she's... May, might use like aim assist, but aim assist? I don't really know her that aim well. Bot. Is that what it's called? Aim bot, yeah. yeah, she does aim a lot of like bot. IRL streams now. I don't think she does as much COD because I just saw her at TwitchCon and uh, she was at uh, BlizzCon as well. I don't think she was at BlizzCon. She definitely was. Mm. How much you want to bet? I don't think she was. You want to bet? No, because I don't think I'm right. She was sitting right there. It was at oh, there's Nadia. She was in like the far right down. Blacker? Yeah, and I was like, oh, yeah, she's cheating on COD, probably cheating on Warcraft. Oh, my gosh. I don't think she plays World, like World of Warcraft. She was at BlizzCon, miss. You can pull up the panel. I don't think she was. Okay, well. Because I would have said hi to her. Well, based on uh, what I know about you, you probably just didn't even realize it. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? But, yeah, you used to Twitch stream for a little bit. Yeah, it's not about me, though. We're talking about you today. You're Gabriel. putting me on the hot seat. Because yeah. you never do talking. You just sit there and just want me to do it, and you just briefly okay, come on stuff. Well, what else do you want to know? It's your podcast, too, Gab. <laughs> I know, I know. But no, so I'm doing a lot of the Twitch streaming. Um, I'm continuing to post on YouTube. I'm actually posting more now, and I'm just trying to do more, like, lifestyle stuff, because I went a while without posting on YouTube consistently. Just What's because that thing during Christmas all the YouTubers, though? uh the just christmas vlogs like 25 days of vlogmas yeah it's like vlogmas it's literally what it is so i used to do that but to another level of vlogmas and so we did two videos a day and it burnt me out not gonna lie like it puts you in a mental space where if you're doing vlogmas you're looking at these numbers all the time it's like a lot of pressure what mentally. numbers are you looking at you're looking at view counts follower counts um you're looking at your RPM, CPM. You're looking at uh, average duration. You're looking at the amount of comments you're getting. There's so many analytics that people don't realize that there are on YouTube and whatnot. Like your top 10, why this video was less than the other. You're looking at like vidIQ, seeing like trending words or hashtags to be using tags on your stuff. And it gets to the point a lot of the times too during the holidays 
where social media, if you're doing all these videos every single day on Christmas, like vlogging every single minute of your life, you don't get to breathe. You don't get and to have a private. How many years in a row have you done these vlog misses? So I did vlog miss for a solid like four years in a row. And then there was one year that I didn't post every single year, which was last Christmas. And then this year, like I'm still posting. Why did you not post last Christmas? Just because I wanted to breathe for once. And how good are these posts doing? Still doing pretty good? Yeah, like I'm still posting and whatnot. Of course, like YouTube's not the same as it used to be. Yeah, have you switched your content? Yeah, I've definitely switched it. I'm not doing pranks. I'm not doing like obviously the couple stuff because I will never, ever, ever again do couples content because I don't think it's healthy because you're putting... Ever, ever, ever. Never, ever, ever. I don't care if I ever start dating anyone ever again. I'm never going to do another couple's video. Yeah, because you had to pay your last boyfriend to buy you gifts. <laughs> no. So I used to pay my last boyfriend to be in my videos, and he would literally wait until like I paid him to buy my own Christmas gifts. So it was like essentially like, oh, surprise, let me give you money. Have you seen that guy since? No, uh, I have not. I have a feeling after last week's episode that I might be getting a text <laughs> message. I'm waiting for the message to come through. Yeah, I'm sure. Maybe that's going to be next week's update. Maybe we'll put boyfriend number one and boyfriend number two in one of these influencers. Yeah, who wants to see now? my exes on <laughs> boxing each other or on the on the podcast? No. I don't think they're that fighters. Way. No, they are the furthest things from fighters. Definitely not fighters. But yeah, one thing I learned from doing social media Keep certain things private because you don't get privacy on social media. I mean, it's your own fault for putting everything out there. But, like, if you want some mental peace and mental health, maybe don't post every single day, twice a day. Right. Especially during college, too. That yeah. was tough, Okay. Tough. And so then, like, okay, so we were talking about that a little bit. I know you had mentioned before. We were talking about boundaries in relationships. Ooh, okay, boundaries. Let's, yeah, let's talk about this for a second. So uh -huh. for boundaries in relationships... Uh, you had some things that you want to cover. What do you think are acceptable boundaries or what do you think are weird boundaries to have? I know earlier today you had mentioned something like sharing locations or something oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hot or not is Hot kind not. of what I was talking about. Because okay. there's some certain things that are very controversial things in relationships. Like the first one, is it attractive or not to share a location? Absolutely not. Yeah, I mean, I don't really care that much about it. Sometimes if they're like, you know traveling or whatever and you just wanted to make sure they're like safe possibly them sharing it for like an hour or whatever i get that but i think it becomes unhealthy if you're sharing it like 24 7 i think whoever wears the pants in a relationship could see the other person's location because here's my thought on process on that if you are protecting this person you're responsible for this person it's important mm -hmm. to know where this person's at all the time it's kind of like your parents and the kid like, mm -hmm. you would never have your parents location but the parent will always have the kid's location oh so you think it's okay like one way I think it just depends. I think if one person is dependent on the other, then mm. you have, should the whoever the dependent one is should be monitored. But if you guys are both individuals and both independent, I don't think it really matters that much. Mm. I think that uh, there's been times where like I'm not one to even give my location out ever just because like you know how private I am. I don't like people knowing even what I'm doing in this moment, mm -hmm. you know. And so I think that there have been times definitely where I'm like, I'm in a pickle and I'll share my location. And I actually have like a button on my phone that I saw on a TikTok where if I press it, it sends my current yeah. location to my- And the emergency text. And an emergency yeah. text and it takes a photo and it starts recording and it sends mm -hmm. it immediately to like a group of like five of my closest people. Mm -hmm. And they get it right off the bat, like SOS, like to the pinpoint, know exactly where yeah. I'm at. If anything ever happened, because obviously uh, we live in America and anything could happen at any time. Um, so I think that, uh, yeah, 
certain situations I would give location. In definite location, I don't like unless you are my wife, probably not. Like probably not. Like my wife, I think I'll be like, okay, like you can yeah. know where I'm at because I think it's important for you to see like where your protector or your especially if you share kids or something like you're that. Right. You yeah. should know where they're at. Like I'll no, give a fair point. But I think like in your teens, like if you're a teen watching this in your twenties, shoot, even if you're in your early thirties and you're not really in a committed relationship, I think the individual individuality is such an important aspect in any relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think the moment you give that up, and I've said it previously on old podcasts, the moment you take the two steps forward, you never get Two steps back. Two steps back. Yeah. You know what I mean? You always are having to, you know, put brick by brick by brick. I feel like once you give a location, it's harder to retract that location because now it's causing issues. Mm -hmm. It's causing fights. Why do you not want to do this anymore? Because, you know, like to you, you're like, I'm not ready for this step. I'm ready to take a step back to them. They're like, you're trying to hide something. You don't want to do this. You don't want to do that. And in my opinion, I think that um, if you are not an individual in a relationship, that relationship is bound to fail. That's fair. Yeah. Sharing the location, I think it, sometimes it's like really important because it's more so about safety. Well, you got to give an answer. Is it hot or not? I don't really care that much about it. So, no. Not hot. Not hot. Okay. Cockiness. Hot or not. I think there's a fine line. My mom tells me I write it all the line. All mm. the line. I think there's a fine line. My mom tells me all the time. There's a fine line between confidence and cockiness. Mm-hmm. I think that cockiness can be hot. I think because I think confidence and cockiness are the prerequisites to success. Uh, you hear that, what's that term all the time? Fake it till you make it. Yes. I think if you feel like you are him or her and you are confident in your abilities to be him or her, then eventually, and you're obsessed with becoming him or her, then eventually you will be uh, him or her. Okay, that's fair. See, my thing is too, though, you don't want to come off rude. To new people you're meeting. And I think sometimes that's where... Well, that's an entirely different question. Yeah. But I think it's important to to not kind of put people down if you're being, like, really cocky or whatever. I don't think... Like, I think that's just, like... Now, that's not the same as being cocky. I don't know a single cocky or or confident person that the first thing that they go to is, I'm going to attack your character. That's true. Like if that's, you're, like, truly confident, like, yeah. you're not going to go after someone else. If you're insecure that's when you're going to start making fun of other people exactly you yeah. start attacking like their weaknesses and their flaws that are blatantly obvious like mm-hmm. i've always been uh, that type of person where like i heard that story once where it's like do you ever see like a lion will never attack an injured gazelle like like i hear that story and i'm like why it's is that like, actually true yeah I, i'm seeing going like <laughs> Me well, googling <laughs> like why why would like a lion not take the easy pickings right mm-hmm. there and the lion's like in his head he's like well this is just too easy Mm-hmm. Like, is there something wrong with this thing? Is yeah. It, it... See, my track record, too, every guy I've ever, like, talked to or been with has always been, like, cocky. You always. T- you talk to five foot, 850-pound <laughs> dudes. What are they cocky about? They ain't 6'5", 250, dick long. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Whoa, okay. 6'5", 250, dick long. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, but I think it's attractive when someone's cocky to a point. Because you're right, it is confidence and like you don't want to be dating someone who's like always quiet and you know insecure and like worried about someone else it's more so like I don't know if you're confident it just it goes off to the people around you too and I feel like you have more fun like you're not always worried about like what other people are thinking 
Yeah, I think, I think you also have to remember, too, like, every girl will say the same thing. And I always give, like, the realest points of views when it comes to this whole dating yeah, scene. Yeah, you're brutal. Like, and then here's the thing. Like, and, like, you know, like, obviously, we recently listened to Piers Morgan and Andrew Tate talk a little mm-hmm. bit about this, too. And it's just, like, here's the thing. Like, as a female, as a woman, I think that masculinity is definitely being attacked right now. Um, I think it's being attacked in movies. I think I can't even remember the last time that a, that a male had like a, a main role in any Disney movie, even from Star Wars. It's, I'm not sexist. I don't care one way or another um, who is the main character and who's not the main character. But I also think in my head too, like women can say whatever women want. Um, if somebody comes and breaks into your house, I seriously doubt if you're laying there with your boyfriend, you're ever going to get up and be like, hey, I'm going to go check what that sound is. Right, I seriously doubt it. And if you are, shout out to you, but I seriously doubt you're ever gonna be like, hey, I'm gonna go investigate. You're always gonna send the guy. And you would hope, in your deepest bottom of your heart, you would hope that that guy gets out of the bed and goes and checks to make sure that nobody's running up into this house to take you or break Facts, you or, yeah. or, or do something that's gonna cause an issue to you. You would hope that your boyfriend, your man, mm-hmm. the person you were seeing in your life will get up and protect you, right? Duh. You think these arms are going to help anything? That that brings me back to like my point, like my time on Perfect Match. Mm -hmm. I had brought up the case of of calling Dom a crybaby. I like Dom. Dom's a nice guy. I have no no issues with Dom. I called him a crybaby on the show. The whole world saw it. That's not a secret. But in my head, you know, in that moment, I'm sitting here, you know, talking to him and George about the relationship. Mm -hmm. And him and George's relationship, it is what it is. It didn't work out. And that's fine. Sometimes relationships don't work out. But I knew that relationship wasn't going to work out from the jump because I remember distinctly having intimate conversations with Georgia and having the same conversation with her where she's like, well, maybe Dom's what I'm looking for because I like a sensitive guy. And I'm here telling you, like, that's not what what any girl, in my opinion, is looking for, you know? Yeah. And I did call him a crybaby, and, you know, he has a crybaby tattoo now and stuff. And me and Dom are friends. We're fine. But, like, like I said, like, I personally would never do something like that because I firmly believe that as a man, that is your responsibility to to deal with the tough decisions in life and put mm-hmm. yourself, and this is my opinion, and people might not agree with me, but I think that at certain times, um, guys shouldn't always be, like, you know, with with the makeup and the the nails and like always in a good mood and everything's fine all the time and don't ever want to put themselves at risk. In my opinion, I think that it's important that to have a healthy relationship that you have to have some sort of role and some sort of boundaries. And I think that, you know, whether for me, for example, like if I dated somebody, I'm going to wake up on days and I'm going to be grumpy. I'm going to wake up on days. I'm not going to want to talk at five in the morning. And you're going to probably think I'm mad at you 90% of the time. When in all reality, I just want to be left alone. Right, and I think that my friends have seen this. Uh, my close ones have seen them. My parents have seen them. Been like this since I was a little kid. But at the end of the day, these same people that are also thinking this know deep down in their heart, if anybody ever ran up to them, if anybody ever put them in a dangerous situation, if anything was ever going south, that they're somebody that they could confide in because that same person, me, that person being me, is strong enough to handle when things are going good, and strong enough to handle when things are not going so good, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that that's a very important point. I don't think that, you know, when things go south, that you start crying and like, you know, you know, pray that to whatever you believe in that, hey, I hope this gets better really soon because I don't know what to do. No, you should understand that I'm putting myself in this situation because I know that if this happens, worst case scenario, this happens, 
then I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to do this. Then I'm going to do this. And it goes back to when we were talking earlier, like how I do a million things. It's like, because if football wasn't a thing, then I'm a boxer. If boxer was a thing, then I'm a TV personality. If that was, then I'm a social media influencer. And if that's not a thing, then I'm an actor. And then, you know, like you, you have this cycle of things that I'm always trying to do because it's like, in my head, I know. You have plan B. Plan B, plan C, plan D. Like, actually, screw all that. There is no plan B. I am the plan. I'm plan A through Z because it's like, as your significant other, if I was dating you or anybody else, I would hope that if your plan A doesn't work, I'm your plan B too, you know? I'm your plan Z through F. Like, I'm the guy that you're going to go to and it's like, okay, well, this isn't working out. What can we do? Mm -hmm. I would hope that if all things were going to, to crap and you go up to that person, you go, I don't know what to do right now. I would hope to God that they have an answer for you. I don't want them to look at you and be like, I don't know either. I'm going to start crying and hope this gets better. You would hope that, like, bro, you're the man. Nut up. Find a solution. Yeah. Get me out of here so that I could go back to eating that Boa Steakhouse with my Prada bag. Like, that's what you want, right? Yeah, see, but so many girls have issues with that because they've been hurt by other guys in the past, you know? I'm so sorry that if you're 20 years old and you're getting flown out on a jet by some 40-year-old guy and all of a sudden you don't like how he's treating you, like, you're putting yourself in that situation. Oh, no, I'm thinking about, like, normal people, like, normal relationships. Oh, okay. I thought <laughs> I'm not even talking about uh, I thought we were talking about something. Tyler. I'm like, buddy, if you're putting yourself on a no, private jet on a boat no, in Miami, no. what do you think's going to happen? I'm saying, like, in real life, like, if any girl, like, say... Like anyone like in college or even after college or sometimes even high school, like some of these girls have such a hard time, like even just trusting guys because of things that's happened in their past. Like you said, I hope to goodness if I'm with someone, like I'm their plan B too. But like, what if they can't trust that because of other people doing them dirty in the past? Well, then it sounds like they're in their own relationship. That goes back to what I say about like the whole masculine thing and how masculine, masculinity is under attack right now. And I think like that goes back to me when I say, um, like I said, as a girl, you and you come from a troubled past. I would hope that the guy that you're dating next is strong enough that when things are hard in their life, not just the guy that they're talking to, but in their own individual life, mm -hmm. that instead of going to them and uh, consolidating inside of them, like, hey, I'm really going through it. My mom is sick. My dog is dying. I lost my job today. Instead of you going to them and them complaining like, well, wow, you have no room to complain because my dog died two weeks ago. My mom just got sick today and I lost my job six months ago. You don't want to hear that. You want yeah. to hear. No, you want to rock. Yeah, you want to rock. You want to rock. Oh, no, I was not talking like. I want to be solid like a rock. If you guys have not watched Perfect Match, I give Chase a rock. gave his girlfriend on the show a rock. Yeah, that's right. I give Georgia a rock because I was going to be solid for her if things go bad. And that, and that, and that's, that's what I mean. Like, all you guys watching out there right now, it doesn't matter if you got all the money and all of the fame and all this and that. If at the end of the day, you are not secure with your girl, because that goes back to the confidence and cockiness, mm -hmm. your girl's probably going to start looking in the other direction. If you can't provide for her, she's probably going to look in another direction. If you can't be solid and you're too wishy-washy and and you're not on paper or whatever it is typically that masculine figure in their life that is going to make them feel safe and protected the odds of them going and finding that in somewhere else exponentially yeah and here's the thing too like at the end of the day you want a relationship that's gonna like stand the test of time like no amount of money no amount of attention or fame 
or whatever thing that is physical or in the time being like important to you, that's not going to matter at the end of the day. It's going to be like more so who you're with and like being able to count on them and being able to trust them. Yeah. You, when you look for a partner, me in particular, when I look for a partner, I don't go to a girl and I'll be like, I want you because you're famous. I want you because you can give this me and that and the fourth. I never, me as a guy, I never look for that. I was like, okay, like, can I see myself with this person long term? Can I, I don't even care about love. Like you can love somebody and still hurt them. I don't even care about love is what you just said. I don't. Said. I don't. I don't care. Like, if you can say you love me all you want. That's harsh. I do not I do not care. Because here's why. I would rather you be loyal to uh-huh. me than to love me. Because you could love somebody and still hurt them. But if you're loyal to somebody, it doesn't matter what type of things going on in their life. You are loyal to them at the end of the day. And I respect that tenfold. And you can uh-huh. say, oh, well, love and loyalty is the same thing. That's not true. There's infidelity. In no, marriages, there's cheating in, in relationships, there's cheating. Like, I've seen situations where a girl who I'm with currently uh, on a date with me is texting her side guy, yeah, love you too, good night. Love you too, good night. And you know you're going to get your back blown out in like two hours oh by somebody gosh. else is ridiculous. Like, a fucking scene. Yeah. You texted him good night. Why are you getting your back blown out talking about I love you the next morning? You on FaceTime with him the next morning saying, hey, I'm going to get my coffee because you're hung over from partying with a different guy the night before, but you love this person. You just got caught in the moment. Now you're having this conversation on the phone with this person saying, oh, I was just drunk. I was just this. I was at a party. You put yourself in a situation with this person because you were not loyal. Not because you didn't love the person, because mm-hmm. you weren't loyal to the person. Now, if you love the person, loyalty is like, I FaceTime you and I go, what are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm going to a Halloween party or I'm going to a Christmas party or I'm going to a New Year's party. And I go, no, you're not. Because why would you be going there if I'm not even in the remote vicinity? Like, what do you gain from that other than issues? Or, well, you don't trust me. It's not that I don't trust you. It's like, why are you putting yourself in a position to not So be you'd more? rather have someone who's like, okay, fine, I won't go. I would rather have somebody that goes, okay, I respect it. Here's what I'm going to do. It's either A or B. It's like, A, I'm going to put myself at risk and I'm going to go to this thing knowing that if something happens, I put myself in risk. Enough. I was loyal to you and I told you that I was doing this. This is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can respect that. You were honest with me. You didn't lie to me. You were loyal. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're going to go. I'm going to be, I can be mad about it, but you're going to go. I'm not telling you you can't go. I mm-hmm. want to make that very transparent. But like what I'm saying is if something happens... I want you to know that you put yourself in there and you So you wouldn't listen to him. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even listen because it's like if you you're willing to if you're willing to risk your relationship uh-huh. then you should have you should know what you're what you're what you're paying for. You should have But full, you wouldn't even listen to their side? Why would I? Why would I? Because it's like two things could happen from that. It's like, yes, you could be right. But it's like, why would I put myself through this emotionally again future when you're just gonna do it again? Mm-hmm. Like, why am I going to continue to put myself through this amount of torture and this amount of grief? Because every time you go out, somebody is saying that you're doing this or you're acting like this or you're doing this, even though you may or may not be doing it. But why would I want to hear that every time you go out? Because if I'm hearing it, that means somebody else is hearing it and I look stupid. So even though if she didn't do anything, you wouldn't take it just because other people were talking about it? What I'm saying, that's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is if you go and put yourself in a situation, it's like... If I decide to go hang out with my bum friends mm-hmm. and my bum friends go rob a bank and I'm in the car, 
I put myself in that situation, right? Of I can go course. tell the cops all the time. I had no idea. I had no idea. I swear to God. I swear to God. But five other dudes are saying like, well, he's friends with us. I was still in the car when the bank got robbed, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they're not going to listen to my side of the story. Yeah. Like, why would they? You were, you were a cop. Now, now, with that being said, I'm, I'm sure there's lots of people that go out and they could party without their significant other. But it's mm-hmm. also like in your head, it's like, what why is would you do it? it? Why are you, like, what are you gaining from this? Do you want to know what that reminds me of? What? Uh, did you see the video of Tommy Fury out in Dubai partying with all the girls? That was so awkward. That was so, yeah, I saw And then that. everyone's all mad because they're like, Molly Mae is at home, probably with the baby. This was like a week or two ago, but like. And this is where I'm going to get a lot of hate and play devil's advocate with this. Tommy Fury's brand. Tommy Fury's brand is, the reason Tommy Fury is who Tommy Fury is is because mm-hmm. of two things. He's a superstar athlete. He's a boxer. Mm-hmm. The second thing is he did dating shows. He's yeah, on Love, Love Island. Island. That's his thing. And yes, Molly May did the same thing. But Molly May made a career out of other things other than being on dating shows. YouTube. Yeah. She did YouTube. Mm-hmm. She was family friendly on YouTube. Yeah. She did, uh, she has a baby. She has a child. Yeah. She's known for fashion. She's known for fashion. Yeah. And uh, what else does she do? She did something else. I uh, want to say it's fashion. Did she do fitness as well? No. She did literally lifestyle on YouTube. I didn't yeah. know she was on Love Island. I literally just knew her from YouTube. Right, right. So it doesn't really make sense to take somebody whose brand is something like that and put them in situations like, why, why would Molly May be at a party in Dubai? They obviously trust each other, too. Right. And that's like a big trust thing. Whereas, like, I would never see Molly May at a club or a party without Tommy Fury. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like... And people go, oh, it's equal equality in relationships and this and that. It's just like, okay, well, you you demand equality, but it goes back to what I said before. If somebody breaks in the house, I expect you to get up and go check and see who broke in too. You, well, you don't equal? trust me with like a bat? Like, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, go be equal. <laughs> go ahead. Have fun being equal. All right? You know, like, that's kind of like my stance. I mean, I it. get that to a point, but still, that could hurt some feelings. I, it could. It's probably going to hurt a lot of people's feelings. But like, at the end of the day, like, that's my side of, that's my side of dating is it's like, I'm going to give mm-hmm. you the, you could... I'm going to give you the harsh truth about what really it is. Mm-hmm. What re- re- in reality, you could want something and mm-hmm. this is what you're asking for. But in all reality, this is probably what you're going to end up with. The guy that is going to uh, be more harsh, mm-hmm. be more, more or less, less spoken, outspoken, whatever type of guy it is and make those tough decisions. I feel like to you also have to be willing in a relationship to like give and take, you know? Like it's not always just gonna be your way or the highway. Like it's always about to, like it being very 50-50 and you have to be with someone who you're comfortable with too, like knowing who they are as a person. You can't change someone. And I think that's why a lot of relationships go south too, because you can't like mold someone's brain and make them the perfect little Barbie or the perfect little Ken. Like, that's where I see on social media, too, in a lot in our DMs is like, oh, they wanted me to be this perfect person or they wanted me to be this. But here's the thing. When you get into a relationship with that person, it's like you knew who they were when you're getting into something. Exactly. Like, you can't change every aspect. Yes, little things might change. Like, little things like, oh, they might tell you what they're doing now instead of just, like, going off and doing whatever they want. But, no, that's them giving to you, like, yeah, giving them a little give, bit of that. It's a compromise. It's Exactly. It's compromising it's, a relationship. That's what I say. It's like any relationship like any basic contract. They think you should understand fully what you're getting into before you get into it. It's kind of like if I went and I dated a porn star and then I find out they're at a, 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 <laughs> a porn hub event, 
That's hard. I can't be mad about them being at a Pornhub event. Now, if I go and I date a family-friendly YouTuber and I find them at a Pornhub event, we're probably going to have some questions there. <laughs> like that's, yeah. that's common sense. That's you, guys can, very... you guys can be mad about that all you want, but that's, that's how it is. Like, why yeah. would, like, if I agreed to this and I wanted to date this person, mm-hmm. like, that's the person that I expected to be with. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to date the porn star, then I would go date the porn star. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? And I guess, like, back to the Tommy Fury situation, too. Like, Molly and him have been together a really long time. They probably have a lot of trust. And, yes, there might be, like, infidelity in other people's relationships, but you guys, like, don't know what's going on in theirs. Right. And I'm sure Tommy, like, no offense to him, he doesn't strike me as the lady killer. I hate to break it then. Like, you guys don't You don't think so? He's on Love Island. Yeah? With Molly May. Yeah. That's who he got. Dude, dude's not on too hot to handle uh, spin shots down girls' throats. Let's be honest here. Dude was dude was lover boy on Lover Island. Like, See, oh. I never watched it, so I don't know. Anyways. I don't know at all. But- I'm going to go ahead and transition us into my, uh, my little quick segment here. And I wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, I pulled up a couple of these dating stories. Okay. Uh, I got some some crazy dating stories I just wanted to go over today. Uh, I'm interested to hear about this. Right. So I took some some bullet points. So I basically asked the question, like, what is the uh-huh. worst and most awkward dates you guys have been on? Uh-huh. Got some really interesting answers. This girl, I'm going to quote down a whole dialogue of a story. I'll give you guys the back end on the tail end of it. But basically, just to quote it down, she goes, we were 15. We were like 15 minutes into our date when he uh, said in this exact order uh, that he likes to um, eat asses, lick feet. Oh, we're just going for it. And if this is going to be serious, you really need to lose some weight. 15 minutes into the date. I wanted to leave the date as soon as he said that, when he suddenly demanded that I drive him home because he didn't have a car. I told him that my car wouldn't be able to move, to move with two fatties in it. <laughs> I drove myself home. Good for her. Shout out to her. I thought that was actually really funny. So just to dive into this a little bit more. So basically this girl met this guy, or this, yeah, this girl met this guy through Tinder. They went on a date and this girl knew this 15 minutes yeah. of the date. The guy was pretty straightforward with her. He goes, this is what I like sexually. I like to like, feel like to eat ass. And you ain't with it. It's not going to work. Also, I think you're a little bit fat. You need to lose some weight. And uh, yeah, actually this isn't going to work out. You're That's what fat. we were just talking about, molding you someone. Drive me home. Shout out to her for roasting him back because that guy's a total dickhead, asshole. I don't know why you would even start a date like that. You like subconscious thoughts versus saying them outspokenly is absolutely insane. Um, She left him, called him fat, said two fatties ain't going to fit in my car, and uh, left him there without a car. So a very, very big shout out to him. That's crazy. So what would your take on that be? Yeah, I'd say also La Visa. I would actually get up mid-date if I had the guts to do it. I really don't, but like theoretically, I would get up and be like, "Oh, your drink," pour it on their head, and be like, "Bye." I would say something more cheeky. I'd be like, "Yeah, I just actually ate ass before I came here." Oh, by the way, can I have a kiss? Oh, that would be me. That would be more my That's my take on that. Disgusting. Like, yeah, give my middle finger. Yeah. Uh, no. The next one we got is from Julie. Julie. Mm-hmm. Julie says, "We met at a park for our first date." He was definitely giving off weird vibes. Uh, within a half hour, he asked if I'd give him a blowjob right there in the middle of the park. I it's said, the raunchiest. Right. Well, you know my audience. Yeah. I said, no, there are people around here and I just met you. It's fair response. Fair response. Uh, his next idea was to go in the men's bathroom and ask if I'd do it there. I said, sure, you go in and I'll follow a couple of minutes later so it doesn't look suspicious. Once he walked in the bathroom, I quickly found my car and I left his horny ass stuck. Good for her again. 
Good for her. Well, you know what's crazy is it's like uh, that one I'm like more hit or here. I'm neither here nor there with it because it's like if you meet somebody on Tinder, Tinder is a hookup app. We've already yeah. stated in one of these episodes that I don't think that you're not going to find like you're not finding that. You know, you should have expected that. And, uh, you know, you can't tell the guy, yeah, sure, let's go into the men's bathroom because that's a very common thing. I can't tell you how many situations I've seen where girls go in the bathroom and they hook up with the he or she. Most clubs that we go to, Mind you, think about uh, when we were in Italy. Remember every time we went uh, to the bathroom, there was guys standing outside the bathroom because it was yes, like a co-ed yes, bathroom? No, it's like a that. normal thing, and especially in like other yeah. countries and stuff, that guys and girls go in bathrooms. The girl's husband, who was celebrating their anniversary, who kept coming up to you. Right. Ah, she's in my ear yeah. saying like, yeah, crazy like, stuff. like we could do some stuff and stuff. We could just go in the bathroom and do th- like. And I've seen her going, like, why is it that these girls' first go-to thing in these clubs is they want to hook up so bad they go into the bathroom? That's disgusting. And you got to think, like, girls do that when they're drunk. Guys probably just are more open about it when they're sober. Uh, you know, he's kind of stupid because, it's like, yeah, like, uh, I'll follow you right after you go in so it doesn't look suspicious. I feel like if he was, like, super horny like that, then he probably, he's probably... See, I have a hard it. time putting myself into these situations because it's just nothing, not a situation I'd ever put myself yeah, like, into. Why put yourself in that Never situation? had a dating app. Maybe yeah. that'll be my next YouTube video. Gab trying dating apps. Yeah, swipe through to see how many swipe ups you get. I think you should go try some of them on a date. But, oh yeah, she gosh. left him there. I wonder how long he stayed in the bathroom is my only you question. You probably gave though. it a good 10, 20 minutes. He's like, yeah, she like, ain't coming. No, exactly. Uh, the next one is from Rebecca. Rebecca says, a guy I met on Tinder, <laughs> red flag. These are all Tinder stories. Uh, came to my house for the first date. Uh, it was an evening beer garden that we were going to go to. Uh, after flirting and then a little bit of in-depth talking, we realized we were second cousins. Really killed the mood after he pulled up his 23 and me and we had a 26% DNA match. <laughs> I don't think you're second cousins at that point. Wait, 20. did they go home together? Uh, that was the end That's of my That's the story. end of it? Yeah. Um, I'm sure the date... Ended? I wouldn't say it would... Hey, they could it become probably went from friends. more of a date to a family reunion at that point. Talking about all the family memories, like how are you guys related to each other? Yeah, you, well, the problem is, is like when you talk about grandparents, and I think initially in the story, they're like, yeah, my grandpa was in the Air Force. Oh, my grandpa was in the military too. What branch? Oh, I was in the Air Force as well. Okay, well, where? Oh, uh, Joint Base X, Y, and Z out of Albuquerque, New Mexico. Oh, mine too. That's weird. Imagine and, if they weren't close with their family and they didn't put together yeah, those yeah. dots. And you, you know what I mean? You're like, well, let me see where you're from, your DNA, and you have a 26% match. And it's like... See, I heard a horror story that was kind of similar to like that, but they didn't find it out until like after they were married. And had kids? Yeah, because they weren't... Neither of them were close with their family. And so then they both did the DNA test, and then it came back that they were like, you know, third cousins or something crazy like that. But they decided to... Stay married. Yeah, that that was. I wonder tough. if they would have like issues having kids, like incest. <laughs> wow, well, hopefully that date. Ended. I mean, I mean, yeah. great, you found a new cousin. I mean, I'm glad, like, because like to me that's not that family weird. ties. Yeah, it wasn't that weird because like all you did was like have some in depth talking, you had a couple yeah. beers together, and at least you realized. Yeah, it. you didn't kiss or do anything. You yeah. kind of just like hang out. Like I hang out with my cousins all the time. Yeah, I'm close with my cousins too. Yeah, like I don't think that's. I think the date probably just changed. Yeah, um, intentions. Okay, so Madison said she went on a date with a guy from Hinge. He said, you agree that the man should be in charge, right? First conversation he said, he said he represents, uh, or he respects a lot of what Andrew Tate says. Uh, followed up Andrew with, Tate. Yeah, here we go. You agree that a man should be in charge, right? 
On our first date, I told them we didn't need to waste more of each other's time. Um, of course, he tried to pretend like he was joking. Uh, I ended up paying for the meal and I left. He was very offended by that. Clearly, he wasn't joking. So to dive into this a little bit, she goes on a hinge date with a guy that supports Andrew Tate. First thing he says in the date is the man should be in charge of everything. He tries to order food for her, X, Y, and Z. Uh, that stemmed the topic of, hey, I'm just going to buy this meal. She bought the meal as mm -hmm. like a blatant slap to that guy's face. And then he got mad. Uh, he got upset and then she left. See, I am okay with the guy being like, okay, like I want to be in charge a little bit and take care of you. It is very different if a guy wants to be in charge of a relationship but not contribute to anything, you know? Yeah, I'm like, a, I'm a firm believer, and I, as you can advocate for me, like, I'll buy almost every dinner. I'll buy almost every meal. Yeah, I meal. get mad at you for that. Solid meal, I will pay for. Yeah. But when it comes to, like, little crap, the, like, if I'm going to pay for this meal, you can, pop, you can buy my coffee. Because yeah. I could literally get coffee every day for a month straight, and it wouldn't yeah. even equate to close to what I spend on On my birthday dinner. Days. Uh, her, yeah, let's talk about your birthday dinner. We go to some <laughs> fancy French restaurant and get a plate it was a of Michelin like five, star restaurant. a Michelin star restaurant, five bites of food and like three glasses of wine. And it came out to $900. Yeah. And we were still hungry when we left. Yeah, we that, was, that was, was great. It was a little bit of a... Right. So like tough. when I, we are on our way and I get my two pumps of white mocha Americano on the way to, to film a podcast, like I, I would hope I don't got to... In fact, I think I bought coffee this morning now that I think about you it. You did because you got a gift card. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Happy holidays, Chase. You can get coffee too. Hey, I don't even want to... Do you want to know how many Starbucks stars I have? Because we go to Starbucks every morning and I'm not complaining. I'm so glad I could buy your coffee. So you know when I'm out of town and you have like a very nice Model <laughs> okay, S Plaid okay. Tesla to drive anyway, around yeah, that you also don't have to pay the gas for because my credit card's hooked up to it? <laughs> yeah. You don't talk to me about... If I got stars for every trip you took in my in my Tesla, I'd be a five-star Uber driver. Yeah. five. I will give you a five-star review. Your car's very nice. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, yeah. So shout out to her. Uh, you know, I think that... Uh, here's my thing on that. If I'm paying for meals and I'm buying like most of the most movie tickets, mm -hmm. stuff like that, like if I, you get the little crap, all right, fine. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't mind, like, you know, when we go and the bill comes and it's yeah. a $700 bill and everybody's looking around, like, how are we splitting this? Like, I'm going to pick Your it up. Your friends are notorious for that. Yeah, how no we splitting No offense. It? Yeah, I pick up Your friends are the worst. <sighs> they expect you to do everything. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I'm a nice guy. I grew up in the shit. You get mad, but I'm more of, like, the No, I get part. mad. I will straight up say stuff to his friends and be like, you're, like, four or five years older than Chase and a grown man and flexing how much money you make. Yes, you could pay for Chase's food for once because he's the youngest one out of you two. Sorry, guys. I'm very passionate about this because yeah, it really mad. makes me she mad because his friends take advantage of his niceness sometimes. Anyway, anyway, so when that Do you want to talk come, more about that? No, okay, no, I'm kidding. No, I'm, kidding. I'm, kidding. I don't, I'm not bashing my friends here. I love my friends. No, I love them too they're very nice people yeah anyway so like when the bell comes i drop my american express on a seven eight hundred dollar bill nobody's complaining now we i'm like hey can you swing coffees on the way to the workout this yeah. morning that comes out to 15 20 bucks i'm really sorry but you can kiss the yeah. darkest part of my of my butt cheek so uh yeah, yeah. so anyways. i think yeah give and take relationships very yes. important it doesn't have to always be 50 50 but like as long as you're trying okay we got two more of these taylor says Okay, so she went on a date with a guy she met on Raya, right? I don't. I oh, got, Raya. Okay, okay like, I don't know how up. you guys are getting on these apps because I applied for Raya and they denied me. Yeah, I got put on a wait list like, like years ago, but I'm then a, again, I was like twenty. I've I've been published on every platform. I'm like, yeah. like 
Well, I have some friends that are on Raya. I, I think like when the rankings came out, I was like number eleven oh, uh, biggest male Toot your own horn. influencer okay. in the United States. Uh, let's like brush not even just the United States. Like I was like top one hundred male influencers in the planet, and I got denied from from Raya. So that's that's fantastic. I'll uh, reach out to them just for you, Chase. Yeah, thanks. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyways, uh, she goes when I asked him to clarify his age because this guy looked forty, not twenty nine. He said, "You don't believe me." I pull 18-year-olds all the time. She said, yikes. That's weird. Is that a flex? First of all, um, I don't think guys should lie about their age because who really cares? Age is literally just a number. One, it doesn't affect your maturity. You can be so immature and be 40, or you can be the most mature person at 23. Like, I don't think it ages. Age is a just thing. a number to an extent. Like, to an extent. When I was 23, I yeah. uh, I was seeing this girl who was really, really nice. Like, she's cool. This is like... Uh, <laughs> Really, really nice. Very good looking girl. I met her at the gym and like I knew I was I was in for trouble when I went and I asked her if she went to high school with me. That was my icebreaker question, by the way. I asked her if she went to high school with me. And she goes, Yeah, yeah, sure. When did you graduate? I was like, Oh yeah, I graduated high school in 2015. She immediately started laughing. She goes, I graduated high school in 2001. So you like, like older women? 2001. I was like Still four diapers. or five years old. That's pull-ups. That's that's fantastic. So then I go, oh, okay. So when's your birthday? You know, just trying to ease into it. She goes, oh, I'm a, I'm a I'm a Taurus. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like you're into signs and stuff. And I go, okay, are you on Instagram? She goes, no, I have like Facebook. And I'm like, okay, well, this is going really. She south. says, I have like, You say if you have Facebook, I'm already putting a date on you. Okay, so you're definitely past your mid twenties to early thirties. I'm like, okay, so uh, what do you do for fun? And then she goes, oh, I just go to the gym and I have two kids at home. And I'm like. Okay, so I'm just gonna go right for it. So how old are you? Because I know you. I'm not even gonna ask you a Snapchat at this point because I know you don't have Snapchat. Um, she goes like, oh, I'm 36. I'll be 37. How about you? And I immediately was like, I could you're lie. like 23. I could lie right now, and I could be like, yeah, I could be like, I'll be I'll be 24 on my birthday. Mind you, I met this girl in July. My birthday's in June. Um, I just turned 23. I didn't want to tell her when my birthday was. So I had to have like a whole year until I was like 24. Right, so this girl's like 15 years old. Whatever. It didn't matter. I had a great time with this girl. She didn't really care that much. Um, Her kids were almost as old as you. Yeah, so this is where the problems come. The problems come is when I wanted to go on dates and stuff with this girl, she dressed like super nice and stuff. And I was still like very much in my fuckboyish stage where I was wearing like sweatpants and stuff to go on dates, right? So I'm sure I would go on dates in like sweatpants and stuff. Your chains. I just did my chains earrings. and stuff and my earrings and my, and my double helix. And she comes out in like, you know, a nice sparkly dress and like a dress coat and like the high heels and stuff. And I'm like, this is a full on grown woman, right? Whatever. We go on our dates and stuff, and the whole time we're on the date, the problem is I'm like, oh, yeah, we should go here sometime. And she goes, oh, yeah, I went there 10 years ago. Or like, maybe we should do this. She goes, yeah, I went there like 15 years ago. And I'm sitting there thinking in my head, like, bro, 10, 15 years ago, I was in, I was, I had, in my mom was picking me up from elementary school. Like, I couldn't even drive. See, here's my thing, though. Age gaps are fine. My parents are 10 years apart, so it's not like that weird. But as they're getting older, you can see how it causes no, issues. No, that's not what I'm saying. The issue was, it wasn't even that. I was like, okay, like that was a little bit annoying, but I'm like, okay, I get it. I should have expected that kind of yeah. like agreeing. Like when you date somebody, you understand that they're older. Yeah. The issue stemmed from is when I got to hang out with her kids for the first time and I had more in common with her 16-year-old son who was closer age to me than the 36-year-old mom. I'm playing Fortnite and we got the same friend group. We're both on TikTok <laughs> with the same followers. We both get each other and know what we're talking about. And I became best friends with her son, who, mind you, at the time, is only like 
six years younger than me versus the mom who was 16 years older than me. Yeah, that's an issue. At that point, I'm just laying in bed. I'm like hanging out with her son playing Fortnite going, yeah, bro, um, it's not funny to make your mom jokes right now against the lobbies on the Fortnite because I'm sitting next to her kid saying I'm going to blow this kid's mom's back out knowing that this kid knows that in 15 minutes I'm going to blow his mom's back out. Gosh. (laughs) became a problem. So after that, I was just like, you know, I think it's best uh, we stay friends. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. We still got a cool relationship. and It's uh, just not worth it to lie I never unfollowed her or anything. But yeah, that was... that was. Uh, oh, so you still follow her? I think so, actually. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. If you guys want to go dig through the 600 people I follow. Then BRB, I let me grab my phone. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Anyways, that's all I got for today. Gosh. Well, I also have some DMs. Okay. Of some very interesting stories about the worst way people were broken up with. It's our section, you know, in the DMs. We all love it. So this one girl says, my ex-girlfriend asked me to go to Walmart. It was 45 minutes away to go get her snacks. She was having really bad period cramps. And so I went, but I ended up going somewhere a lot closer to the house. So I did not drive the full 45 minutes to Walmart. So whenever I walk back in, I don't see her inside. So I just go ahead and make her a hot bath with candles and all. So I'm waiting for her and she ends up walking in with my best friend totally on a different set of clothes with a hickey on her neck. Long story short, she broke up with me because I was too nice. Well, little bro, sounds like the start of a very big villain arc. Uh, Get in the gym. Uh, It's the new year, new me. Uh, DM me directly and I'll get you a fitness program because we are going to make sure that we break that Yeah, (laughs) we're going to revenge on that girl. Actually, you know what? Just boner sister or boner best friend. Oh, my goodness. Well, this one's even more interesting. So my boyfriend and I broke up by texting me because I asked him, how was your day? And I respond with, fine, how was yours? He responds with, great, had a fantastic day with my girlfriend. Meanwhile, I was at work all day and we had been together for two years and living together for two full years. He had been cheating on me and decided to leave me for the mistress. Good times. (laughs) Um, Oops, forgot to hide the lie there. Well... Uh, I just, I got no words. I think that, um, I, <laughs> Chase is left speechless. I don't, I got nothing. Have you ever mixed a few stories? Nope. I, I mean, so he was dating this girl and then he said that, uh, Hey, sorry. I had a great day with my other girlfriend. Yeah. And said that to his real girlfriend that he lived with. Yikes. Yikes uh, yeah. Well, dodge bullet there. That's all I can say. Yeah. Okay. Last one I have. Christmas Eve, my ex got all her gifts because we wouldn't see each other the next day because she was busy. Turns out she had been cheating on me with another guy and she just wanted to get her gifts. After packing everything, she says, oh yeah, we're done, by the way. I'm seeing someone else. We were together several years and engaged at that point. But I got the ring back. She is a cold-hearted bitch, that one. This is Christmas morning wasn't as cold as that girl's heart i hope she gets coal like the coal in her heart no i'm just kidding uh jeez chase someone's uh, a little passionate about this no no Did I someone broke, get his heart broke i broke up with my girlfriend on valentine's day if anybody's cold it's me <laughs> you didn't get a box of roses you got a box of pictures with me i'm just kidding with your stuff back yeah What's i didn't even get got? my stuff back that's crazy oh my gosh yeah, yeah that one's a that was a tough one christmas too. eve though just so she can get her gifts well, I hope that she looks at those gifts for the rest of her life and knows It that. says it was worth it, and they were engaged. Nope, Wild. That's great. Well, he sounds like he dodged a bullet there, and I uh, think of engagements the same way I have to think about funerals, and uh, we're going to have a moment of silence for our fallen brother. But I'm uh, glad he's not falling this time, and I hope that uh, you know he hops on one of these Riot or Tinder apps and asks a girl for a blowjob in the middle of the park somewhere. So. And he'll get one easily. And he will. What a great guy. <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed the whole segment. Anyways, thank you guys so much for tuning to the number one podcast in the world. I'm your host, Chase Damore. And Gabrielle Moses. And uh, we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye.